Okay. Yeah. 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 A little switcheroo. Yeah. Put this over here. Hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't crash. Nice. Adobe, you fixed that problem. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> okay. Updating my shit. Updating my shit. Welcome to the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast. Presented by Cinema Summit. A podcast about the art of making films, no matter how small the budget. And now, here are your hosts, Alex Dark and Trevor L. Nelson. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 29 of the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast, and I am Trevor L. Nelson. And I'm Alex Dark, and today we're talking about marketing yourself as a filmmaker. But first, what are we drinking, Trevor? Man, Alex surprised me. We, uh, you know, doesn't mean we didn't drink Kona today, but when it got time to the nitty gritty of podcast time, we got hit in the face with, uh, whew, do we sound fancy, White Claw Hard Seltzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the um, the little one, guys. I'm not talking about the thin can, because nothing about me and no, Alex is thin. No. Well, this most things a, about me and Alex aren't thin. This is the, the tolly. Um, I'm actually going to take a picture of it. We'll put it up on there. Oh, yeah. Um, man, that's a tall boy. I'm going to put oh, it right next nice. to my monitor. It's got my Hive uh, koozie on it. Mm-hmm. Um it's a half coos. Oh, a half coos. For the tally. Man. I'm going to cover There wasn't a lot of option um, at the store. I wanted like a hard alcohol. The options basically were for single cans. Yeah. It was like hard Mike's lemonade or Mike's hard lemonade or whatever. And then um, four, ice. four loco. Oh, ew. <laughs> And that was one, it. one of these days, I'm just gonna walk in here with two forties of King Cobra, <laughs> but like this is what we're drinking—just malt almost, liquor. I almost did get some malt liquor instead. That would have been hilarious. But Maybe no. some uh, what is that? Um, Steel Reserve, which is like yeah. double the oh, alcohol oh, content. Oh, oh. I used to. 45. I did a in college. I did a Power Hour with Steel Reserve. The first time I ever did Power Hour was with Steel Reserve. And for people who don't know Power Hour, don't do it. You don't have to prove yourself. No. But if you want to, <laughs> you take a shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes. And it doesn't sound like it's that hard. It doesn't, but, but it is. But Actually, sometimes it's not. Sometimes Remember we it's not. did it one time and it was like, no problem. And we were like, let's go again. No, let's do the Century yeah, Club. Yeah, so the Century Club is where you do it for 100 minutes. Now... Again, power hour, not that hard. Power hour, steel reserve, kind of hard. Power hour that you do with Alex, and after 60 shots, you say, you know what, let's step it up a notch and do some of these shots as Jack Daniels instead of beer, and you, in in 10 minutes, take 10 shots of Jack Daniels, and you end up waking up around a fire pit at (laughs) 6 o'clock in the morning when everyone has left you, and you're cold. That is not a good time to be doing the power hour century club. No. So, guys, you don't have to prove yourself. <laughs> we we've did. done it for you. We've done, yeah, we've done all the <laughs> stupid things for you. Take our word for it. Um, so, let's uh, start off with what's new, since we don't need to get into a long diatribe of uh, how much alcoholics we are. Yeah. Um, but what is, um, what is new? So, the the big thing, the announcement that we're still waiting on the big announcement. Um, we are actually meeting with the gentleman tomorrow and hoping that something can get worked out and we can announce it soon. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, so keep your ears peeled for this totally ambiguous, unidentified flying update that's coming towards you. And make you. sure when we warn you that we're going to announce some huge news, you're not driving because you'll be so excited for us that you'll just swerve. Because you know what? Our happiness means your happiness. So congrats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yes, so we are still hoping for that. We got a meeting with the guy tomorrow. Hopefully it goes well. We have a lot of we have a lot of ideas in our head. Um, so Yeah. We'll see how receptive he is to our ideas. Yeah, or he could just tell us to get out and never talk to us again. Yeah. He could just smack us in the head and say, You guys are idiots. He could just laugh us all, laugh for an entire hour as we're trying to explain ourselves. And he's like, no, seriously, please stop talking. I'm going to just keep laughing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things could happen. So I'm excited for the meeting. <laughs> Can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Trevor's going to wear a swoot, which is, yeah. for those of you who don't know, it's yeah. a suit that's made out of sweat, <laughs> sweatsuit material. Yeah. And it's not a real swoot. It's just actually I'm going to be wearing sweat uh, a sweatsuit. Sweatpants. Uh, uh, um I have an old pair of Puma pants from that my dad wore when he was my age, and it comes nice. with a matching, uh, matching sweat shirt that has a racing stripe on it. So, that's my swoot. 
That's uh, nice. That doesn't even need buttons. It's just gonna be a sweet, sweet swoot. That's pretty nice. Yeah. I have a sock tie with mine. <laughs> it's, got, it's got the red lines on it. I actually have a uh, piano tie that's gonna go with mine. <laughs> nice musical. Yep. So, um, so yeah. So uh, we'll meet tomorrow. See what happens with that. Um, we also have another opportunity. We 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 are constantly selling equipment at our place. Yep. Selling old, buying new to us. So Alex actually met with a guy who was buying some equipment and some things caught up. We got he got to talking about Larry. I mean, why am I explaining? You talk to the guy. So keep going, Alex. Be as that's vague true. as possible because that's how we do it. I forget even what he bought from us. Bought a shoulder rig. That's right. A Red Rock shoulder rig. A Red Rock shoulder rig. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got Talkings. He's a guy, uh, Emmy Award winning uh, producer for <laughs> Doc. Yeah, we're Emmy nominated. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, nice. Damn it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, And he was just talking to me about his projects. We were chatting for a little while. And then I realized that perhaps we could work together on one of his projects. And actually, he asked me, he was like, do you produce things? Um, particularly because I was telling him about some of the series we've done and stuff like that. And he asked if I produce stuff because he has this project that's pending that um, he has funding for. And... Uh, Wanted to know if we could help fill in the blanks, some of the blanks that he has. Yeah, so we're still working on that. Um, you know, talk to some people. Um, um, uh, did he tell you a budget? Um, he said, like, it'd be a small budget, I think, like 10 grand an episode. And is that, like, for the the host and the narrator um, in, is included in that? I don't know. I think he said that that's what he that's what he was thinking as a minimum. Okay. Budget overall. Uh, okay, 10 10 an episode? Yeah. We should reach back out to him cuz uh I forgot to even ask you if he had a budget in mind. Um so we yeah. should All right, we yeah, we we're working on that. We're trying to work our contacts trying to get some distribution for that, get him hooked up with some people that we know to possibly do voiceover and narration for it. It's kind of like a I'm not going to give it away cuz it's not done yet. And I don't want anybody to get, you know, angry that we're sharing deets. Um, to exactly the, to the three people that listen to our podcast. So um, okay. Also, be on the lookout for that update. Yeah, just don't drive because we got no. so many updates coming. Man, and yeah, man if yeah, we guys. hit them with you while you're driving, you're just gonna swerve, hit a fire guys. hydrant, and have a cartoon accident. Just on your until hands. you hear us say these things aren't happening, just Uber everywhere. Okay. Yeah, please. Or guys, um, it's for your safety and ours, because yeah. you guys are on the road with us. Yes. Yes, and think about other people. Just uh, you know, or maybe bike somewhere. You know, that's nice. You can bike a little easier listening to this podcast. Definitely, um, you can easily hop some mad tricks off a curb. It yeah, if you wanted to. yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are those are some uh, upcoming things we hope to announce soon. Uh, we're always working on stuff. We, uh, we have an intern that's coming in to work for us for some reason. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Somebody trusted us to, to impart knowledge uh, instead of you know us just imparting knowledge at our free will on a podcast, someone's actually coming to visit us for our knowledge. Yeah. It's just it's actually, shocking. It's the second intern we've had. Yeah. So we got him. His name is Ruben. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast to talk about his filmmaking start the, to yeah, his career. there we go. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, we have a lot of upcoming, hopeful, hopefully good announcements. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Another announcement that we have. Yes. We... Uh, redesigned the website today so if you go to nobudgetfilmmaking.com you will see a brand spanking new website what it's true yeah it's true check it out <laughs> try it do it guys just type it type see what happens it. just type it just go ahead type it you know you want to <laughs> go ahead type it Type it, type it, type it. I think yeah. that's about it. Yeah, that's a, that's about it. I mean, you know, it's kind of these things is like we have ongoing projects like uh, Larry's YouTube page that we're taking over and working on that. Yeah. And that takes mm -hmm. a lot of time because Larry is always filming. Um, and at the same time, we got these projects that we're working on that we can't announce yet. But if they turn out, then uh, big changes will be coming. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, so... So yeah, that's that's kind of the new stuff with us. Not too exciting, um, you know. Teasing you guys a lot. Um, Such a tease, Trevor. I try. Hold on, I'm going to drink a little bit more of my hard seltzer. Nice. Um, so refreshing. 
It's like I'm drinking water at the same time. <laughs> um, it is. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, I'm staying hydrated while also drinking. While also dehydrating yourself. Yes, this is why I always drink vodka sodas. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, we have... We're on to our topic. The main topic at hand. Marketing yourself as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how to raise money, how to distribute, blah, 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 liggity, liggity, blah, 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 doing freelance gigs and all that. But the biggest thing is, how do you get those gigs? Yeah, how do you present yourself as a filmmaker in this day and age? And if you guys haven't been listening to this podcast, if you've just been you know, fast-forwarding it, my biggest suggestion is the swoot. Walk around in yeah. a sweatsuit that looks like a business suit at all times. Sure to impress and extra absorbent. Yes, because if you are comfortable but look like you can, you're impressive, then you know what? You're just going to be in uh, game-on mode at all times. That's true. Yeah. You can ta- tackle any task. Yeah. You know? Mostly tasks that require only sweat sweatpants. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you can go in an operating room and be like, "Hey, guys, I'm ready to do this because I have my suit on." But hey, we don't know. Hey, we're not, not to, yet. Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Yeah. Once we get that suit rocking, we'll we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once we're sponsored by a suit company, um, I think. I mean, what would you say, Alex? Would you say that the first thing you always hear in film school is like, "Hey, get that reel together. Get that reel." I don't know. I mean, I never really heard that. Um, well, you didn't go to class, so. That's true. Yeah. I was sleeping most of the time yeah. you know, with a bucket of KFC <laughs> on my stomach. Wow. You're very descriptive. Very specific. Um, I mean, I um, heard it a lot. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people, what they were doing, like, I heard it in terms of people doing projects in school and being like, man, I, this is going to look great on my reel. Um, you know, this you know this thesis project is going to look really great on my reel. That's true. That's true. I guess I heard that, but... I don't think I knew anyone that actually put together a reel at the time. Later on, after school, I've met people that have, but... <laughs> By the flagpole? Yeah, exactly. In the, in the courtyard? Exactly. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's like... Yeah, maybe not in so much in school, but definitely when you get into the industry, people are like, at back then at least, dating ourselves, um, a lot of people were like, hey, let me check out your reel. See, the way I heard it mostly was like, Instead of saying, oh, this thesis project is going to look great on my reel, it's like, oh, this thesis is going to be great to show people. As my reel. As my reel. Because, you know, that's really like, at that point, you hadn't made, if you made a thesis and it was like really good, yeah, that was the only good thing that you've made. <laughs> that you spent all your time and money on. <laughs> so you didn't really have a reel. You had a project, which to me is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think today I still know people who put together reels. Sure. Um, it's also like title dependent. Like if you're, I think depending on what aspect of the film industry you're going for, reels yeah. are more useful. I think if you're an editor, even though I don't understand editing reels, but I've heard a lot of people ask for them. Uh, and also a cinematographer, I feel like, is yeah. really the ideal person to have a reel because... It's about visuals, imagery, and yeah. like you can put it to music and make it all cool, and you don't have to worry about dialogue and stuff and matching. But it's just like showing all the coolest stuff that you've you've ever shot. Like, yeah, that works. Um, I think you know we were talking with this, talking about this with our intern today, um, and we actually showed him our company reel and realized that we hadn't updated it in six years because six years because this these days and a this day and age. People don't really ask for reels as much as I didn't say people make reels more than people ask for reels because Alex brought up a good point to our intern. I'm going to really hammer home that we have an intern. Um, <laughs> Alex brought up to our intern that we have, um, you know, if you're trying to go, if you've done a lot of horror stuff and you're trying to do a drama, your reel of horror isn't really going to do you any good. Um, they're going to be like, oh, well, okay, we'll keep you in mind for horror stuff. Yeah, I I just have this theory, it's long-standing theory, that people aren't really as creative as they think they are at like <laughs> thinking outside of what's in front of them. So if you hand them a comedy reel of good directing work, I don't think people can make the leap to say, "Oh, this person can direct uh drama." You know, yeah. I, I just don't think that will happen because there are going to be inevitably dozens if not hundreds of other people sending them a reel that has a lot of what they're looking for on it. So, yeah. 
you're just fighting a an uphill battle at that point. You, you might as well, in my opinion, it's not worth it uh, to send that. You should just pick out projects that actually fit, like the best projects you have that are the best fit comparatively to what they're trying to do, and you just send them those. Yeah, and, and that brings us to our next um, kind of way to market yourself, and that's a website. And me and Alex are leaning more and more towards, you know, doing a website rather than a reel because... Yeah, like a portfolio. Yeah, because with like YouTube being free, you can easily upload whole projects, your shorts, your commercials, your spec commercials, your music videos and all that. I mean, if you're doing them for clients, they're probably going to want them to be uploaded to YouTube and places like that so they're seen. And you can give people kind of like a better overview of everything you're capable of, especially if you're a director, because you can go do whole scenes. Um, if you're an yeah. actor, you can show all the things you've been in and do like give them a longer list of like, hey, here's three drama things rather than here's here's in a reel, here's two comedies I did a drama, um, an action, blah blah blah. Like you could, yeah. I mean, I know people, the actors and filmmakers that have their website, you know, their information, and they have their um, video section or their portfolio, as Alex said, in different genres. So, like, here's my action action work. Here is my, um, you know, directing a drama. Yeah. Here's some examples not, of that. Not only genres, but types of projects. So yeah. if you have, like, music videos, commercials, films, mm-hmm. you can break, break it up that way as well. Um, and also... Like Trevor was saying, put it up on YouTube and you can do the little time stamp thing and have it start at a certain time if you're really worried about them seeing a specific part and just have it start at like two minutes in on the scene that you want them to really see. And then yeah. if they decide to go back and watch the rest, they can. But And as you're building up your portfolio and as you're building up your name and your experience, it's a lot easier to just to add another video onto your website than it is to go back and re-edit your um your reel especially because as you as your projects get bigger and bigger you're going to have all this all these videos all over the place that you then compile into your reel and if you want to go back in and change something and you don't have that file oh you're screwed um yeah i think i think a lot of things in this industry are kind of like stuck 20 years ago yeah the reel to me is something that made sense Back in the day when the internet didn't exist, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, and back back before the internet was free, kind of, you know, like yeah. YouTube was free, and back before it was really easy to stream video. You know, it's it's like. But there is some good things about the old days. Because tell them about your idea when you were trying to be an actor that you had, which I thought was freaking <laughs> fantastic, and I would have loved for you to do it. This um, was this was while the internet existed, and that's yeah. why I think it would have worked out better. But oh, it'd been great. It was back in the day when people were sending out maybe like DVDs still or thumb drives, but yeah. they still had like the YouTube stuff and that kind of video hosting was still kind of early on, but people were still doing it, you know, at the beginning stages. I thought, how cool would it be to send an agent or a or a someone, a producer, a mysterious box <laughs> so that, a bomb <laughs> yeah that they open Talk about this day and age <laughs> and it has like a 13 inch tv vcr combo oh. with with a vhs tape in it and a little sticky note on the screen that says play me do you want to play a game agent exactly <laughs> and then jigsaw comes out and alex gets the role and then they would watch the worst reel of their entire <laughs> life <laughs> You must watch this reel before the key that is unlocked your daughter to a radiator is revealed. No, I can't watch it again. <laughs> I've heard about this. Throw up, throw up, throw up. Um, yeah, I mean, so that has kind of gone the way of the dinosaur, as they say. Um, yeah. People really send out, or they definitely don't send out reels anymore. They don't send out physical copies of the reels. No. Um, and, you know, it, as you get more and more uh, experience and a bigger portfolio, you're going to send out just specific projects. Like, you know, it's funny. Like once you shoot a feature film, you're probably just going to show people your feature film because as Alex had said earlier this evening is like, that shows you you can complete something like rather than a short where it's like, Oh, you know, I can, I can get people together for a weekend. Like, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. People want to know that you're able to accomplish the level of project that they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So, 
that's one reason it's hard to kind of move up. Um, if you've only done music videos and you're trying to uh, pitch yourself for like a 10 part hour long series, yeah. like, it's going to be difficult because to make, for them to make that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, which moves us on to our next one. When, like we talk about how like, Oh my gosh, reels are so dated. One of the oldest ways of marketing yourself and is still prevalent today and important is networking and carrying around a pack of busy cards. It's true. Little business cards. Little business cards. But let's go back to the website for a second. Because, oh, excuse me. I thought we were done. No, go ahead. Well, I feel like we should talk about how you like what the best ways to create a website. Might oh, be. give them a little. Yeah, like okay. I'm. I I always take for granted that. I know how to make websites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I forget that a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some great resources out there. Um, you know, what do you, now here's, here's my question to you, Alex. Yes. Take away the fact that you know how to make a website. Uh, it's gone. Okay, good. That was real quick and easy. <laughs> you must not know how to make great, great websites. No. Um, now somebody is a, Let's just say they are uh, a director. Yeah. And you're putting a project together as a producer. Mm-hmm. And they come with a business card. Sure. Or they send you an email. Yeah. And their web address is wix.name.com or blah.wix.com or something that is like, obviously, that's a free web service building thing that doesn't, you know. Yeah. Are you looking at them differently? Are you like being like, oh, is that a knock against them, I would say? This is me not having any web experience? Yeah, like, I mean, you know. It's hard for me to say because I do have web experience, and (laughs) yes, that bothers me. But I think... uh, Go back to your acting days and, like... I I think it probably wouldn't matter to most people. uh, Yeah, especially when it comes to actors, I don't think it matters um, to me, but... I do think there are certain ones that really stand out more so than others. I think Wix is one of them. Mm -hmm. Not only because... Of the domain, but because they have a little a little tag that doesn't go away, that's like a little Wix advertisement. Yeah, in the corner, so that kind of thing really bothers me. But if it was without that, so for example, it's not free. But if you're a filmmaker and you already happen to have like the Adobe Creative Cloud, Adobe has um, something that lets you put together a portfolio. Yeah, uh, it's called Behance, and it's like a little network of Templates portfolios and, and stuff, basically. Yeah. So it's not only a place um, to put your stuff up, but it's also a place to discover other people's stuff. So it's like, yeah, a creative. It's specifically for like creative photographers, designers, filmmakers, and stuff. So in that way, I would tend to lean towards like, oh, that being a, a cool thing, maybe, versus Wix, which is just okay. like a free thing with the advertisement. Yeah, on it. and there are a lot of like. The the ideal thing is to buy the domain of your name. Um, Trevor Nelson was um, unavailable because he is a uh, he's a DJ in uh, England. Um, so uh, yeah. Trevor Nelson is not available, and that's one of the reasons I went professionally as Trevor L. Nelson. Nice. Now I don't have really anything on my website. I just have the the email address, um, but. You know, because I usually push um, Gilded Cinema because we kind of do everything together and we're like a one-stop shop kind of thing. Um, if I was going to get more and more into independent stuff, I would probably would build that up. But, I mean, one thing you can do is you can go to GoDaddy, buy a domain, you know, um, buy johnsmithfilmmaker.com or... Wow, historical. Yeah. <laughs> I make historical Mormon films. On uh, in 4K, it's all Pocahontas <laughs> remakes. Oh wow, you're on that John Smith. Okay, <laughs> uh, somebody's watching Disney. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to buy a, a, a domain these days and put up a WordPress site, and then be able to get a template that is easily done for you. Um, yeah, and or and at the same time, in this day and age, you probably have a friend who can do a pretty simple website. Yeah, and, and I think. You know, WordPress is a great resource great. for people. They also have a free version, yep. WordPress.org or whatever. Um, and 
they have a lot of templates. They have free templates, and then you can go on a place like ThemeForest and find premium templates. Yeah, pay for that. I mean, cool it's not that I'm, much. And and after you do it once, you'll know how to do it forever, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good call. And yep. you, you just kind of like, and then you can go and pick different themes and make it look however you want. So if you if you're like, oh, I'm making a company website, and you make it and in WordPress, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm making a film, and I want to make like a blah 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 movie.com website specifically for this one movie and then you can easily go get a different template and make a, a website for that and so then it becomes like something that you can do over and over again for whatever you're doing and it's like another um, asset that you have to me that's like the best way to go yeah I mean just because it has the most flexibility and it's repeatable and yeah I don't know that's what I would say. And if you can do your own hosting, like I have hosting with, through GoDaddy, and it's like 15 bucks a month, and I can put as many WordPress websites on it as I want. Yeah, exactly. And it's not it's not hard. And I mean, I, I think I have like 30 domains on my, on my GoDaddy account. Um, and so it's one of those things where it just helps because it's a lot easier to give somebody, you know, a website if you're meeting them for the first time that is like, you know, not Wix.com or blah, blah, blah. It's just your name or, you know, AlexDarkFilmmaker.com or something like that. It's a lot easier to give that out. And that's <laughs> I have AlexDark.com. What? Yeah. Even though Alex Dark is a gay porn actor. <laughs> so Keep luckily I snagged it from Keep him. Talking. But to be fair, I just added the L to my, uh, to my to my name, my professional name. You just made up a whole new last name, so I still don't think you can be like if you had your like if you were using your real name, yeah. Plus the you know dot com, then I'd be like, good job, man, you got your real name, your your the name you go That'd by. Be a tough one, yeah, because tons of them. <laughs> That would be like johnsmith.com. <laughs> that would be. Actually, that'd be more like josesmith.com. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, yeah, hey, you know what? I, I I like it. I like Trevor L. Nelson. Um, it's got a little ring to it. Well, at least you do. <laughs> what, a, what a dick. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, a website's a great idea. It shouldn't be that hard to put together. Um, somebody should be able to help you if you can't do it yourself. Um, and you know, just, uh, play around with it and you can easily add videos to it. And again, once you add videos to it, it's a lot easier than a reel to keep it updated. You do a new video on YouTube, you put the link there, you're good to go. And you create a new post that pops up automatically on exactly. your front page or whatever. Exactly. It's categorized. You can like sort through it or whatever. It's, it's all, all automated. Done. Um, yeah. So, I mean... You tell me, Alex, is there anything else you'd like to talk about websites since you went back and back and back and cut me off and all that? No, I think that's pretty good. No, now you, we can move on to you networking. Didn't, you didn't talk about Squarespace. Oh, you're right. Squarespace. Well, yeah. that's just another one. It's like it's like Wix. The thing about Wix and Squarespace and all them is like you can, even with Wix, take off the little advertisement and the Wix domain and have your own custom domain. It just cost something. Cost something, which is yeah. fine. I mean... Yeah. So those are still options. It's just that personally, for moi, I'm very picky, and uh, yes, you are. It bothers me. The free, the free version bothers me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I'm sure there's other. I would have to look into it. I'm sure there's other free things that don't have that that would not bother me. Because it's not really the, the domain that bothers me. It's just the little floating, the little floating thing that says floating hey. advertisement that's trying to like get me to. Pay for it. Sign up for and you're just yelling at it like, I know how to do it on my own, Wix. I don't need you. Exactly. Yeah. Get um, out of here. You're drunk. <laughs> so back to um, business cards. And and this is an easy way to do it. If you have a website, it makes it even better. Um, this is just such a quick and easy way. And you'll you'll run into this every time you go to like a networking event or you go to a screening or you go to a, a film festival or um, um, a film market. Everyone will say, hey, do you have a business card? Yes, and I'm terrible at oh, carrying my business card on me. I'm so horrible at it. I don't even, even know where mine are. Where no, there I, they are. Even in places where I should expect people to ask for them. Yeah. I'm just the worst. I know. I, and I 
It's because, like, yeah, I I am the worst at it. I just literally never remember to bring them. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's also because I'm just like, who wants my business card and all that? Who, who dude still does business cards? And then, without fail, someone People says, ask for hey, it. do you have a business card? I'm like, I do. It's at home. If you'd like to follow me back to my house, I'll be like, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Where are you going? No, no. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Let me write it on your arm. <laughs> then you can take a picture. Then you can tattoo it forever. Um, yeah. I mean, I, business cards are still relevant. Um they are. Uh, I mean, they, they, they still sell business card scanners where you can just scan a business card and it'll bring it into your computer. It's because not a bad idea because I collect business cards and then lose them immediately. Luckily, I have the most important business cards that we've collected in the back of my other business cards. Nice. Which means that when I bring this thing to some event to hand out business cards, I will lose them. You'll and accidentally we'll be, hand out other people's yeah. business cards. Let's see. I am. What a great idea. I'm Concha Diaz uh, Ferrer. Nice. Oh, no, wait. No, that's not me. Oh, yep. No, see, failed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. I used to have, I still have it. Uh, back when I was doing distribution, I had a little book yeah, I for that. business cards. I remember that thing, little plastic. Little plastic slide, sleeves. Slide your uh, business card collection in it. Yeah. Almost like a sweet little binder of magic cards, nerd. Yeah, it was like a. It was like a photo album for business cards. <laughs> could look at it whenever I wanted to, pull it out of my hope chest. Think you were so important because you had so many business cards? Yep. It was pretty nice. Yeah. But in terms of making business cards, so there's a lot, obviously a lot of companies you can go through. Vistaprint, yep. I think. Don't they make... Don't they do free business cards? It's kind of the same thing as Wix because yeah. on the back it says vistaprint.com. Yeah, um, but it, even then, I mean, they may not do free. I mean, there's overnight prints as well, but they do like first 200 for $10. Yeah. And they have a template that you can fill out. I mean, again, you can go into detail, make your own business card, and, and it will Design be all it, unique like and all that. Or you can just go in there and build your own on their website, and they'll do it. Um, and then there's the idea if you have a company – and you have a logo or you mm-hmm. need a logo. There's a lot of different places you can go for a logo. There's places like 99designs where you can like sort of crowdsource the logo creation process. Yep. And that costs a little bit of money. You could go to like a stock photo company like iStock Photo or Deposit Photos and they have logo templates. I guarantee you somebody will design you a business card at Fiverr.com for 5 bucks. 100%. Fiverr.com would be a great yeah. place to go. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of ways you can do this to get past the uh, the fact that you may not um, you know, have the ability to make a business card that's custom. Um, but there's plenty of other ways you can figure it out and find people to help you out. Um, but definitely get business cards, you know. Um, you can go crazy and get them like you know, laser cut and they're special. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the business card that you got from the cinematographer. The, oh, yeah. So I got one that had a clear center, like kind of, it was supposed to look like a frame. Like, yeah. Like a, a, like a, I don't even know, like a film frame. Yeah. Or like a viewfinder View, frame. Viewfinder frame. Yep. 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 Uh, right in the middle, which is kind of interesting. And it had a sleeve even that <sighs> it went into. It's pretty intense. I mean, Hats off to that woman who did that. We haven't hired her for anything, but we, we don't hire we, anyone. Yeah, we we keep bringing we keep bringing it up every time we talk about business cards, which there is once a year on a podcast. I, I got a metal business card once, which dude. I thought was pretty intense, dude. That is like not you, only to carry, but also for me, but for that guy who has like a stack of them. Yeah, imagine him going to like through a metal detector on his way to a conference. Boy. Yep. Just done. Sir, put down the blade. <laughs> it's my it's business, business card. card. Would you like no. one? No. Take him down. <laughs> just got throwing stars. <laughs> I'm a stunt coordinator and a ninja. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, reels may, may, may go the way of bye-bye, but I still think people want a business card. There's still something nice about, like, holding on to that thing and collecting them. Yeah, until they make, like, an app that, everyone has that you can just like touch fu- the tips of your phones together <laughs> i think uh Boop. i think business um, cards will still exist yeah but seeing how companies decide if they want to do android or ios first not gonna happen <laughs> nobody gonna there's, be tough. there's never gonna be an app that everyone has on their phone that's because, what i'm saying yeah everyone has to have it otherwise it's pointless yeah exactly but like, hey, you know i'll just tap your i'll tap your phone with my eye with my uh do you have tip <laughs> can we can we touch tips 
mean, Samsung had that for a while was the bump feature. I know. Where you like share contacts, but it's like you everyone has to have the same phone. It's like I know. That's the, this that's does the nothing. Thing. This does nothing for me except uh, it gives me an excuse to <laughs> boink your phone. Boink. Boink. Um so yeah, I mean, business cards are still important. Um once they get the tip tip app, they may not be, but they still are. They still are. Yeah. Um anything else? I I, I just want to be a well, I'm afraid that I'm going to jump the gun again because I jumped the gun on the on moving away from websites. Yeah, well, let's talk about um, different types. Uh, I, have we talked about this before? Different What's types that? of like networking events you can find and go to. Yeah, I mean, there are. I think we've talked about like ways to see movies and all that. Like GoFobo is something that will allow you to go to screeners, and you know what? There'll be industry people there. I mean, they're trying to fill seats. Yeah, there's also. Um, expos and different events yeah. so there's like cine gear there's like nab which obviously are filled with tons of filmmakers ces yeah there's workshops you can yep. do um, um training there's, there's if you go to film festivals you're going to find filmmakers you're going to find the filmmakers of the film that are screening you're going to find producers um there's facebook so yeah i'm part of a Ooh. i'm part of a secret group Bleh. Um, that has a Facebook group and they have it broken up. They have a main Facebook group and then they have separate ones for different areas. So like Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, blah, blah, blah. And they do, they organize like meetups in the area with like free, free events. Nice. Um, some of them are paid events, but like, you know, different sort of training things, but also just like mixers and get togethers. Is that an invite only? Just in the group only. I don't think if I shared it with everyone in the world, I don't think. They would know or care. All right, yeah. give a give a shout out so may other people enjoy it. What's it called? Oh yeah, it's uh, Shane's Inner Circle. Yeah, there you go. So um, if you know Shane Hurlbut, he has a cinematography membership. Yep, and it's really it's pretty good, and uh, they do have different meetups and stuff that you can do with yeah. other cinematographers. So yeah, so the, the that's one way to to kind of digitally. If you can't be there, you can still talk to people. Um, there's tons of Facebook groups. There's message boards. There's forums. Um, you know, there's, there's screenings of cult movies that everyone likes that filmmakers go to and DPs go to and uh, you yeah. know, editors go to. Um, so anytime there's a film event, just bring a, bring a, a stack on stack on stack of business cards Yeah, and, uh, check it out. And if you start talking to somebody, just, flip, I mean, even if you go to a party, like I was at my friend's birthday party and I met two, uh, composers I had never met before, but they gave me their business card. I checked up their music pretty good when we, that uh, composer would definitely be somebody we hire. Um, and I would actually consider hiring them. They did some good stuff. Yeah. And like that, that random meetup with this guy that bought gear from us. Yeah, there you go. If it, if it hadn't happened, uh, been here at our studio, I wouldn't have had a business card on me. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's tons of opportunities to meet people, and so it's always good to have a, like at least one or two in your wallet. Because I mean, you're going to definitely carry your wallet around. I know the problem. <laughs> the seltzer is getting to me. The is, bubbles. This is what I had. This uh -oh. is the problem that I had because I used to do that. I used to have a little wallet, that, and I would put business cards in it. You can't just have two because the two on the front and back end up getting all jankified and yeah. they protect the ones in the middle. So you have to have like a small stack. Maybe we make business cards that are pre-jankified so that's just the style that we got. That's true. What up? What up, ladies? We got jankified. Yeah. They're like, is that gum? It's like, yeah, that's the style. Yeah. Cool. If you want that kind of style in your films, contact us. Yeah. Is that is that a jankified business card, or is that a condom? It ain't a condom because I'm married. <laughs> Why is your business card in a foil wrapper? <laughs> to protect weird. it from crazy people and just <laughs> to give it to you straight, lady. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, always have a good good supply of business cards on hand. Um, I have you know boxes of business cards just in case. I just kind of yep. I kind of drive around and just throw them out there and hope somebody picks it up and be like, yeah, I'll give this guy a million dollars for a movie. You totally. never know. Totally. Um, Totes. <laughs> and now also moving on, social media is you know is it's a big way to um, kind of market yourself. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, there's tons of other ones that 
us old people don't know. Musically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Spotify. Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. <laughs> Lumberjack. Um, yeah, all the good ones. All the good ones. Tinder, Grinder. Um, yep. Perfect. Those are great ones to join. <laughs> but it's a great way to, um, you know, you, you just did a, a short or you just shot something and you threw it on YouTube and you threw it on your website and, you know, you if you still have one, you put it on your reel. Well, you know, tweet it out, uh, throw it on Facebook, throw it on Instagram, a link to it, or just embed it in there. And what'll happen is your friend will like it. And then a friend of theirs that's not friends with you will see it and that they liked it and then they'll watch it and you just start building up an audience. And this goes back to also like guerrilla distribution of self distribution of just trying to get a following, but it also gets you a following. So, you know, show people what you can do. Like, Hey guys, let me know your thoughts or Hey, here's this new thing I shot. Here it goes. Plus if you, um, the reason I still like Facebook, and maybe I'm an old fogey, because <laughs> uh, who likes Facebook anymore? But Man, um, not the kids. They kids. have these things like groups and pages and whatever, and like different areas where people can gather. And they still have things like production resources mm-hmm. groups and like film, TV crew groups and whatnot. So yeah. you can actually see people requesting services that you can offer yeah. in these groups and yep. then reach out to them and whatnot. So it's like there's that aspect of Facebook which doesn't really exist in like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Or Twitter. Yeah. Um so I like that aspect of it. I think LinkedIn has it to a certain extent yep, too. That's but true. that's it's a little I don't know. Not as many people use it and the people that do use it are slightly crazy, I think. I don't know. <laughs> um and old fogies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, social media is still powerful. Um, you know, it's it's if you can weed through all the muck of people yelling about the government or <laughs> or uh, putting up photos of their dog, yeah, my oh, wife. Um, then um, then you, you you'll be able to you'll be able to get some contacts and you'll be able to like at least put your name out there so that if somebody a friend of a friend of a friend on Facebook is trying to you know find a cinematographer for a shoot they're doing, they could be like, oh, you know what? I saw this Steve's friend posted something they shot, and I really like the way that looked. Let me let me hit up Steve or, or go find that post again and, and hit up that person and see what they did. Yes. All right. Now I think we're ready to move on. Okay. Don't you? Well, yes. We weren't on social media that long. We were on business cards that long. I know. Fine. No, Judge, go ahead. I don't know. Do you have any other parts of social media that you want to talk about? I was just going to try and think of more clever names for fake social media sites. But nope, okay. go ahead. All right. Um, next one, email outreach. This kind of falls in line with the last two as well. Yeah. Because they're all very similar. So there's email similar. and mailers. Mm-hmm. We tried mailers once. Uh, we we made little postcards and yep. we put them in envelopes and had a wax seal. Oh man, we went all out for this. We went nerd yeah. to the we extreme. We even dusted our wax seal with like gold. Yeah. Oh my god. But we, we did get a gig. we got a gig out of it that paid us ten times what it cost us to send out those mailers. Like a ten thousand times what it cost. Yeah. D- with, even with the nerdy wax seal, I mean, yeah. it was great. It, and it was fantastic. Um, so that's another way, the old school way. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, it depends on what you're going for. If you're trying to shoot narrative stuff, maybe a mailer is not the way to go. Yeah. If you're going to shoot a, uh, promo videos or yeah. um, other client type videos, it is definitely something to consider. Um, if you're trying to pitch like business to business type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to do other things, I would suggest email. Yeah. Uh, email can be very effective. You can do magical things through email, I've discovered. But you'll find what you'll find, and we found this out too, uh, people are, it's much easier for people to ignore an email than it is a physical mailer. Um, so, you know, okay, so, you know, you want to be a filmmaker and all that, and that's great, but you still need to make some Skrilla to pay the bills, make some Skrilla cash. Skrilla to pay the bills. <laughs> well played, sir. You need, you know, you need to, make some kish to uh, pay the bills um, and you need to do some promo videos, walk to the nearest university that's near you and just walk into any like school at the university and they'll, those have like an open mailbox area. Yeah. Throw those mailers in each box. Yep. Cause you never know who's going to look at it and be like, you know what? I mean, this is what we did. We just mailed it out. We found the email, the, 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 uh, 
the addresses Addressing. of all these people that are in charge of marketing, uh, SBOs, purchasing and all that. We just sent it to them, which is basically the same as just walking in there and throwing in the mailbox, not knowing if anybody would have anything for us or if they would have the authority to, to hire us. And we found somebody who did. We still work with her today. I'm doing a project for her right now. Yep. Um, and it was just one of those like, hey, throw it against the wall, see if it stinks. Yeah, so not bad. Yeah. If you're doing um, email, mm-hmm. like Trevor said, one of the hardest things is like people don't respond to it. So there's a couple things you can do to sort of help that. One of them is to track email opens so you can actually see if the people are getting your email. Because there's nothing worse than just sending an email out into the ether and not knowing if they're even getting it. Yeah. If you have the right email address or whatever. Yep. So seeing that they've received it and they've opened it, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of different tools you can do that with i think mix max is one and then i use one that's just called it's like a google chrome thing and it's free uh it just puts a little check mark next to uh the email to show that they've opened it yeah it's pretty simple i like that um and then following up with them is is key i think and so there's a, a tool out there called Mailshake. Ooh, that it's like a milkshake yeah, exactly. It's like okay. a milkshake of email oh, sending. So okay. basically what it does chocolate is uh, chocolate, probably. Okay, perfect. I don't know. It's I haven't used Definitely it Definitely not while. vanilla because vanilla milkshakes are stupid, but go oh ahead. Gosh, delicious. <laughs> um, so Mailshake basically is, a, is like Gmail, but specifically for email outreach. And it basically lets you upload a contact list of, let's say, you know, you have... 20 people that you're, you're reaching out to. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll load their email address. You can choose an email template to start from. Sweet. And then it will pull up all 10 emails in one on one screen. And you just go down the list and customize it for each individual person. Not bad. You schedule it to be sent whenever you want it to be sent. So if you know that like certain times of the day, people tend to open emails more often. Uh, you can schedule it for then. And then it also allows you to... Uh, create follow-up emails that will send automatically if they don't open it, and then email follow-ups if they do open it but don't respond. So all these types of things that will just like automatically happen. You have to set it up once, and then for all these 20 people, uh, it'll automatically happen and follow up with them. That's awesome. Um, And that's uh, it's not very expensive. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. That's not bad at all. Something like that. And again, if you do, again, if you're doing this for the like, promo trying to make some money angle 10 bucks a month you get one gig that pays for it right there boom done and done and so the last one that we have on here is job boards which, you know what old school but still work yeah and there's a couple film industry job boards out there uh, mandy is one mandy.com um staff me up entertainmentcareers.net production hub production hub um and i will say with all of these not just all the ones that we just told you about the job boards but all the things you all the different ways you can market yourself that we talked about today do them all because you're going to go to mandy and you're going to apply for a job and you're going to they're going to ask for a resume or uh you know just kind of a portfolio and it, you got to have a website that you can send them to to see all your stuff and then you're going to you know you know, maybe send some social media stuff out and all that. And so like, just do it all. Cause it doesn't take that much work, but it just makes it so much easier to market yourself and show people what you can do. Uh, Mandy is you get emails. It's, it's a paid service. Yeah. You get, uh, you get daily emails based on what your skills are. You create a profile yep. with your resume uploaded and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then you submit for you, write a cover letter. Yeah. And that's kind of the same with Staff Me Up, too. Yeah. And uh, Production Hub as well. Yep. Entertainment Careers, I don't remember what they do. Yeah, I'm not sure. What was they the might one? just give you an email address. Yeah, what was the one you sent me the other day where it was about uh, live switching and all that? What was that website? I don't know. What was that? Was that? I don't remember that. Oh, also, while we're on the topic, LinkedIn, I would say one of their best features is their job search feature that's true if you're looking for more sort of corporate things so they have a lot of production companies looking for in-house people and stuff like that or if you're trying to get sort of like a 
an executive level position at a company, uh, LinkedIn is a pretty good place to go. Not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah, I've never, I, I don't pay for the premium LinkedIn, so I'm not really in depth onto what LinkedIn, the possibilities LinkedIn has, but, um, there's, yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty good and they have different, I mean, it's kind of expensive to pay for their premium stuff. It's like 65 bucks a month or something. Or maybe it's 45. It depends. Ooh. They have different levels, but certain things that it does is it'll allow you to put your application at the top of the pile because people that without the premium can still apply to stuff. Uh, but as, with the premium, you, yours gets on the top of the stack or whatever. So they'll get advan- as big of advantage as you can get. I feel like they almost guarantee that they'll see it or something like that. So well, all right then it's pretty nice. All right. Uh, but like I said, it's limited. If you're looking for crew gigs, it's not really the place to go. You know, if you're looking yeah. for like a, a freelance one time off crew gig, but if you're looking, yeah. if you want to get like a job at a production company as like the in-house video person for their social media campaigns or whatever, like yeah. you can find a lot of that. Yeah. And I, I just want to warn you that Mandy definitely people put it up there for some ridiculous low prices. So be weary. Yeah. And then, oh, well, I guess we have to mention Craigslist. Now Craigslist? you mentioned low prices. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll do it for credit. There's, I mean, there's some gems on there, though. It's You have to dig through through a lot of crap is the thing. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't even, I used to get stuff all the time through Craigslist. and It's kind of died. I mean, there's emergence of very cheap people, not people, but like very cheap, like, People willing to do the same job for a lot cheaper has made the asking price very low. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It it it. I'm not a big fan of Craigslist and Mandy and all that because it is so low and it's so saturated with people trying to apply for it. Yeah, you got a lot of competition on there, which is tough. And that's why I think with all of these, with email, job boards, mailers, and whatnot, I would and even social media and stuff, I would suggest. You, I would suggest everyone take a course or like do whatever they can to learn about copywriting because I think it's really yeah. important. And if you can make your email stand out, or your website, or your, you know, your cover letter at, on a job board or whatever, yeah, um, then you're way more likely to get the job than if you're like, dear webmaster colon, <laughs> I, and I mean, you send them like yeah. a form letter. A, a little uniqueness goes a long way. I remember when I was applying for a gig with College Humor, um, I gave them my resume, so and so, but it was a very stylized resume. It was not your plain paper and all that. You know, it had graphics on it, it had logos for the companies I've worked with, the brands I've worked with, and I know, uh, you know, I didn't end up. I think it was a mutual decision not to not to do it. At least I want to think that. Um, but um, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what I'm going to tell myself. <laughs> But um, as I, you know, as we were finishing up, he's like, "Hey, man, I really liked your resume." And it, I, he told me that he it grabbed his eyes, and that was one of the reasons he brought me in. He just wanted to talk to me. Um, yeah. So just be unique, um, you know. Make you know, don't think you have to follow this form letter when you send out emails, or don't you know be like, "Hey, how's it going? My name is blah blah blah." Rather than, "Good evening to whom it may concern, I would yeah. like you to you know totally. consider me for this position." For speaking this- speaking of that, I mean. Uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to in the filmmaking world, uh, they talk about their reel, and he made a reel. One of the hosts is a director, commercial oh, director. Oh, I remember this episode, yeah. He made a reel of that was basically like pointing out how silly reels are. Yep. So it was kind of like a self-referential thing, acknowledging that reels are pretty silly. Yeah. Um and I mean, it worked. It's a really good reel. I I love that reel. It's very interesting. Yeah. If I if we still did reels, I would. <laughs> yeah. What's, model the, what's, that. The, what's that podcast again? Just shoot it. Just shoot it. Yep. Yeah. Just shoot it. Good podcast. Um, Check that one out. Yeah. But uh, make sure you still listen to ours. Yep. It's that much yep. better. But just please. Oh yeah. Don't, don't leave us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that'll be do it for the marketing oneself. Yeah. I don't know, I you got so. anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. All right. So moving on to what's cool. All right. So, if you guys know who Alex Ferrari is, um, Alex Ferrari from Indie Film Hustle. Indie Film Hustle. He's kind of like the one of the guys who first guys who kind of put out a DVD of, of how to be a filmmaker. Um, he he added it was an addition yeah, to his movie. Totally. I he, had that. Yeah, 
I bought that. That was it. Was uh, he had a a short film he directed and produced called Broken. It was like ten minutes, but then it had three hours of special feature behind the scenes that showed how he made the film. Yeah, and so he sold like fifty thousand copies through a forum called DVX User, and just made a killing on this short film. Yeah, and since then he's done a lot of stuff. He's he has a, a website now called Indie Film Hustle, which is a blog. Yep. Um, he just announced Indie Film Hustle TV, which is kind of like a Netflix for uh, indie filmmakers. So it's kind of a subscription-based service where you can get um, tutorials, filmmaking tips, uh, videos about how to do specific things in the filmmaking world, like green screen uh, yeah. removal, stuff how like that. How to lenses, how to uh, shoot on 16 millimeters. Exactly. He's got a lot of stuff on there. And he said specifically that you know the day of age of you know going all digital with films and not you know, having physical DVDs, what's being lost are the special features. So he's he's said he's really gonna go and try and get these special features from the from the DVDs that aren't there anymore. You know, the DVDs that nobody has and pull the special features off there and offer it to people through indie film hustle T V. Yeah. So um, it's a subscription like Netflix. Yeah. It's uh, at this point in time, at the time of this recording, it's ten dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Who knows if or that changes? I think it's 120 bucks a year. Okay, so $12 off. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is that is out there now. Um, IndieFilmHustle.tv. Um, sign up for it or give it a little trial or just see what it has to offer. Some pretty cool stuff in there. But if you're a filmmaker that really wants to learn the ins and outs, nuts and bolts online, that's uh, something you might want to check out. Not bad. Speaking of, one of my um, favorite sites for... Filmmaking tutorials. Pornhub? Yes. Okay. It's Fantastic. just so um, detailed. It's, it's It goes deep. They really get it goes, they, they really go deep in, in all their <laughs> subject matter. Um, God, I nailed, we both nailed that. That was wow. good. Wow. So Speaking of it's nailing called, it. It's called, okay. <laughs> it's called MZ or mm-hmm. MZ Ed, I think yep. is actually what it's called. Yeah. I call it MZ because that's what it looks like to me, and I like it better than <laughs> MZ Ed, which it probably is. It probably is. You are right. Uh, because I believe the person that started it, I think those are his initials, and then Ed for education. But yep. they uh, just announced a new program called Mastering Color. It's about color grading uh, for film and television. And uh, the first module i guess or whatever you can watch it for free it's like 50 minutes uh i watched it and it's pretty good it's about setting up your own coloring system inside a a studio or a room or your bedroom or whatever um and how to set up the lighting and and the walls and okay your monitors okay your control panels and all that kind of stuff uh, to create like the best environment for whatever it is that you're grading uh, so it's pretty cool, and I haven't seen the whole thing, but uh, I would check it out if uh, if you're interested in coloring. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I me and Alex have talked many times. Alex took a course on coloring. I want to get into coloring. Um, I also want to get the 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 whole panel of for like the 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 wheels. Oh yeah. Um, the new Black Magic stuff looks pretty cool, which is what he uses. He uses like the. The mini, I think. They, oh, they, okay. They have two. They have the micro, which is uh-huh. kind of portable, like a keyboard, and yep. they have the mini, which has some little interface displays on it. Um, and that's what he was using. Okay. It's pretty okay. cool. I like them. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll have to check that out. That sounds pretty cool. Um, I also, what's cool for me is the DJI Mavic 2 Enterprise. So they released Mavic 2. Um, the prosumer model and all that, but now they just released the enterprise and you know, it has some upgrades. It has, it's, I think it's the same camera as the, the high end Mavic two camera, but what it adds is self heating batteries for cold environments. Wow. I think they're, they're trying to gear this Mavic towards not just filmmakers, but other, other industries. So it has self-heating batteries. So for like construction workers who need hand warmers. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, if they needed, like, if they need someone to go down to the taco truck for them, they can go down with the Mavic Pro nice. to Enterprise. And um, so, yeah, um, it gives you um, 50% better battery life performance, not battery life, but 
50% better battery performance in cold weather. Not bad. And then it has accessory port. So it has a spotlight you can add on to it, a speaker or a beacon. So spotlight is what it is, like a, a spotlight. Beacon. A speaker? The speaker is what I'm trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> the speaker is what I am trying to... It's like you got a party outside. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't want to plug in uh, your sound system and have some type of weird wireless little thing floating around. So you instead just fly up your Mavic into the sky. No one knows it's there. They think the sound is coming from the heavens, and all of a sudden you have a party on your hands. Yeah. The best pool party ever until the Mavic falls into the pool. Um, so it's okay. So I just did a little, little real quick thing. They are doing this towards other industries because what they're saying is that a maximum projection of 100 decibels at 3.2 feet or a meter – Okay, so pretty loud at a meter. At a meter. Okay. Um, and let's pilots play up to 10 custom voice recordings on demand, providing a communications channel to nearby individuals, which can be critical during life-saving emergency operations. So they're, they're, they're pushing oh. this out into like emergency, like, oh, I can see where these people are. I can do a search and rescue with this. I see. Um, and so that's what the spotlight's for, so you can search. It's like search. a high-tech... Um, uh, String phone. So, like, if you're yeah, in your a very neighbor, expensive, if you're in your yeah. neighbor of friends, yeah, uh, and you want to communicate, you just fly you your send Mavic your drone <laughs> over and at a hundred decibels shout at him. Yeah. Hey, her. man, what are you doing? <laughs> I just had some pizza. It was delicious. Over. <laughs> and then it also has an adapt, uh, uh, accessory, a beacon, so that if it gets too far away, it at it makes night bacon, which is nice. Yeah, it, you it smell it. It with with the heated batteries. You yeah. put the bacon on the heated batteries, and it makes bacon. Uh, no, so the beacon uh, will flash, so you can make sure you know where it is at night. Nice. Yeah. So that's the Mavic. Mavic. Two I like that they Enterprise. call it Enterprise. I know. I always when I think of Enterprise, I always think of um, either Star Trek. Yeah, of course. I would hope so. Or. Um, yeah, like a more expensive thing for like giant companies. So I guess that makes sense. That's what yeah. they're going for. It's like these, yeah. they're, they're looking to, to sell us to the U.S. government. So probably something like that. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that one of their promotional videos is a guy sitting at like an old wooden fence, which reminds me of the SNL skit of George Bush down at his ranch. Um, so, and it looks the guy looks like a younger version of George Bush. So, Excellent. yes, Mavic Two Enterprise. What else you got? Nice, nice, what else nice. you got? What else? All right. Um, so, what I found was uh-huh. the Lumu Power Two. Okay. Which? What is that? The Lumu Power came out a while ago. It uh, was a Kickstarter. For a um, light meter and color meter dongle that you stick into your iPhone. Okay. And it turns your iPhone into uh, a light meter, color meter. And pretty it, cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, it had, you know, some limitations and whatnot. So they updated it. They listened to people's requests. And now it has a few more features. Okay. Uh, such as the ability to use volume buttons as uh, a way to take a reading. Ooh. So instead of having to tap and touch the, uh, the That's actual cool. screen, you can just click the button. I actually really like that. That's, um, a, that's a cool idea. Yeah, and uh, it has built-in gels. Okay. You can set ND on it. Um, and it, I think it's supposed to be a little bit more accurate when it comes to the color readings. That's pretty cool. Which is nice. So it's a brand new dongle. It's not just a uh, software upgrade. Right, and I think it uses Thunderbolt 3. Oh. So... Okay. For the newer stuff. For the newer shit. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, my last one is, it's called the, it's, well, it's not called the, Panasonic is releasing its first 8K organic sensor camera. But why? Why though? Why? 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 Well, what they did is they, they this is the first organic sensor in an 8K camera. And I know you're all wondering, what what does that mean? Well, it's made of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Photosynthesizes. Um, what it is, is it has two layers. One is an organic photoconductive film, which kind of captures the image. And then the other is a separate circuit. And because they're separate and one's organic, on the separate circuit, they're able to put in uh, noise reduction. And so it promises a global shutter, which is huge, so you don't get the jello effect. And then it also... 
um, has a wider dynamic range because it's able to uh, reduce that noise with that second layer. It's very interesting. Are they yeah. are they gearing this more towards uh, broadcast? I would say so because you it it it's a it almost looks like the body of a red with a lens attached to it, and then it is connected to um, a rack mounted yeah, system. A rack mounted system. Yeah. So it is. I mean, I, I think it's probably a, a beginning proof of concept kind of thing, and then they're going to build it out. But right now, it's this. It's this kind of rack mounted system that kind of almost looks like an old school VCR kind of look. That's how big yeah. it is. <laughs> and then it, it's cable connected to the actual sensor and lens. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, I'm interested to see how that kind of progresses in the future. Yeah. I don't know like how well it's going to be received in terms of the fact that it has to be rack mounted and then connected with a cable, but... I bet it's going to make them football games look dope. Yeah, super, super dope. But I mean, I I think what they're they're all assuming is that this is going to trickle down to the consumer products eventually and have an AK, um, you know, global shutter that has huge dynamic range. Which, if we if people have listened to this podcast, they know we love we love Panasonic's dynamic range. We do, but we also don't need. No, 8K. No, we do not need 8K because that will just destroy our editing computers. I know. Um, All right. I think that's it. I think that'll do it for this episode. Sorry that was long-winded, guys, but we get so amped about marketing ourselves because this podcast is basically just marketing ourselves. Look at that. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. You can get the show notes for this episode by visiting nobudgetfilmmaking.com slash episode 29 with a new redesign. Wow. Yeah. And don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined. And if you have any filmmaking questions, ask away in the comments section, and we will try to answer them to the best of our knowledge. Also, like our Facebook page, uh-huh. follow us on Instagram, okay. at Cinema Summit, and we'll catch you next time. Peace, guys. Later.